0: Welcome to Daily Devotions, and this is part three of my five-day devotional on the power of the Spirit in Pentecost. There is, a, there is a, a moment in Acts chapter 2 that's really powerful. We glanced over it yesterday, but by way of reminder, in Acts chapter 2, the believers are in the upper room, and the Bible says that this mighty the sound of a mighty wind came and filled the room, and then it goes on to describe little tongues of fire over everybody. And I want to talk to you specifically about this illustration of the spirit and the wind. Some years ago, I'm really going back to my my teenage years, our family used to have little boats for hire, uh, uh, little boats that you would put out on a lake. I come from a little place called St. Lucia Estuary. And I remember going out and on a couple of occasions doing a little bit of fishing in the estuary, always with a warning to keep an eye on the weather. And the reason for that was that it was surprising to me how quickly a calm lake can turn into a a tempestuous environment when the weather turned or the wind came up. And Jesus has a conversation about this very same idea in John chapter 3. He's having a conversation with Nicodemus about being born again. I'll actually read it to you in verse 7. It says, do not marvel, chapter 3, that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. The idea here is that evidence of the life of the Spirit and our hope of the Holy Spirit is that the exact same environment can be transformed in a moment when the Spirit is at work. It suggests to us that even though we can't see the Spirit, we can see that the Spirit is at work. And even though we can't see the Spirit, uh, in a visible, tangible way at all times, we can tell that he's been by or he's in our lives. And there are evidences or examples or movement in the environment of our lives that demonstrate that the Holy Spirit is at work. And I wonder if you've got any examples of the Holy Spirit being at work in your life. In Acts chapter two, there were plenty of examples, not only the very powerful tongues of fire and the uniqueness of the visibility of that, But in Acts chapter 2, at the end, a new kind of evidence of people filled with the Spirit was introduced. And I wanted to tell you about that. It it says this uh, in chapter 2 and verse 40. With many other words, uh, the apostles encouraged and exhorted the believers, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Uh, Then those who gladly received the word, they were baptized. uh, uh, And on that day, about 3,000 people were added to the church. I love how sometimes people think lots of people is a problem, that churches get too big. But actually, on the very first day of the church, it's a very first day. 3,000 people were added. And then more evidence. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrines, in fellowship, in breaking bread, in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many signs and wonders were done by the apostles among them. The believers came together. They had things in common. They sold their possessions and their goods and divided them up to those who had need as the need arose. They continued daily in one accord in the temple. They broke bread together and went from house to House and ate with gladness and simplicity of heart. What I love about this passage of scripture is that we're tempted to look for the evidence of the Holy Spirit through these tongues of fire. But what Jesus is saying is that in addition to that, the real uh, long-lasting evidence of the Holy Spirit is a lifestyle of faith. It is separating ourselves in uh, our perspective from the rest of the world. It is making a fresh start. It's building with friends and family. It's hanging out in homes and doing faith in a new way. This was new because in the Old Testament, God dwelt in a tabernacle or in a temple, and you came to God. But for the very first time, God came to us, not only in Jesus, but through the Holy Spirit to each one of us. So the question becomes, how spiritual is my lifestyle, and how much space is there for the Spirit in my household, and how much space is there for the Spirit in my actions and in my attitudes? And this is the Spirit-filled life, that I'm now able to make a new start. And I want to encourage you today that if there's something you need to make a start at, that's what the Spirit is there for, for a fresh start. That you're able to take a stand. That you don't have to adopt everybody's point of view. You don't have to believe everything on YouTube. You don't have to uh, feel that you've fallen behind or have to catch up because that's what's fresh and that's what's new. You can have a stand and you can say, this is me and this is my new life in Christ. And thirdly, you can keep your heart emotionally simple. Not simple in the immature way, but emotionally simple. The Bible says the simplicity of heart. You know, sometimes our hearts can get very complicated and the spirit untangles a complicated heart. Today, I want to invite you to let the Holy Spirit come and breathe into us. Right from Genesis, God breathed on man. And in the book of Acts, God breathed on the church. And in your life and mind today, the spirit breathes into us, You know, even Jesus in John chapter 20, when he's describing how the Holy Spirit works, he pulled the disciples together and, and he taught them to forgive one another. And then he breathed on them. He did a little illustration. He said, this is how it's going to be with the life of the Spirit. You won't see him all the time, but you'll see he's been around. Do you know, the climate can change just like this. A calm sea can become turbulent, but when the Spirit comes, a turbulent sea can be still. That was what Jesus demonstrated when they were in the boat that day in the storm. Be still, Jesus commanded the waters and the waves, and it ended. And you know, when the Spirit enters into our lives, He can take a storm, and nothing else looks like it's changed. Same lake, same environment, same job, same situation, same marriage, but now the wind has breathed upon it. And It changes. It can dramatically change. It can dramatically change in the negative when the enemy is at work, but it can dramatically change to calm and peace when the spirit is at work. So today, I really want to invite that, uh, us, each of us, to invite the Holy Spirit to breathe upon us. And so that we too can testify of the evidences that the spirit is at work in our lives. And its consequence will be that we will relate to one another differently. We will want to gather together. We will want to break bread. We will want to look out for other people's needs. All of these things are proofs that the Spirit is at work in us. And so, I'm encouraged that when the uh, when the Spirit breathes, what seems lifeless can spring up to life and and become renewed. And so, we need the breath of God in our hearts and in our lives. So. Should we take a moment to pray that prayer and ask the Holy Spirit to do exactly that? Breathe on us, breathe on our church, breathe on our nations, breathe on uh, um, our uh, relationship with him, our, our, our career paths, the breath of God, so that we can say, look, I don't know where he's coming from, not even know where he's going, but I can tell he's at work uh, among us. So let's pray. So Lord, thank you for the breath of life given to Adam at creation breathed upon the church in Acts chapter 2 and granted to us as the breath of life by the receiving of the Holy Spirit. Today, we invite you to breathe upon us the continual refreshing of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, able to dramatically change the climate of our circumstances. Thank you that when the winds and the waves beat up against the boat, you are the one who commands, be still. Thank you, Father, that you're able in a moment to transform the environment of our lives by the presence of your Spirit. We invite you into our careers, into our calling, into our kids' lives, into our church, into our country. Breathe upon us. Breath of God, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.